This programme is brought to you by Training Tilt. Training Tilt is a complete toolkit for coaches, health and fitness professionals and nutritionists. Combine your website, e-commerce needs, client communications and training plans into a single affordable platform. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash training tilt. Welcome to Pushing the Limits, the podcast that gets deep into the psyche of extraordinary achievers across all genres, cutting to the chase to unlock the secrets of their success, their achievement, philosophies, and motivations. Join us in the quest to find out what makes the movers and shakers of our world tick and what gems of wisdom we can learn from them. Well, welcome to the show, everybody. It's Lisa Tamati here at Pushing the Limits, and welcome back. If this is the first time that you've been with us, um, I hope you enjoyed the show, and if you're a returning listener, welcome. Today, I have Angela Jenkins and David with me from Kiteson Institute in Australia. Um, hi, guys. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> nice and warm, nice and warm. Nice and warm. Well, we're sitting in the freezing, raining cold in New Zealand here, so, you know, don't make me jealous. So That's why I moved over. <laughs> yeah. So you're from New Zealand, Dave? I am. Yeah, we're, born we're, and raised. But, um, moved over here because of the winters that you're experiencing right now, Lisa. I'm, uh, I'm feeling it. I'm, I'm, I'm actually ready to chuck the towel on myself. I've had enough. <laughs> if it wasn't for family, I'd be joining you, but... Um, yeah, so whereabouts, I want to start, you know, um, a little bit, you guys have uh, started the Kiteson Institute, and I want to, you know, talk to people a bit about what that is, where you guys are based, and what you do, so yeah, far away, perhaps Angela, you start. Okay, um, I guess Dave and I went into business together in 2010, and basically I come from a really lifestyle, hormonal um type background so that's sort of my strength and Dave's really heavy in the musculoskeletal side so we actually met each other and we just had all these common values so we actually formed formed our business so we're actually based on the Sunshine Coast um, in Australia so we have a group of health businesses basically so we have online businesses so we do online testing and hormonal testing food testing we run mentoring programs for for trainers and we have a a heap of trainers that we train in New Zealand actually and we run online health coaching programs so we have those health businesses we sell cod liver oil in Australia and New Zealand and we also have a team that Dave looks after he looks after more of the side of the exercise physiology clinic as well um, and we're based at Maruchidor. So you're, you're building an empire basically pretty much <laughs> by the sounds of it. I don't know about that but, uh, yeah yeah so it's all yeah they all link together and they're all about you know you know, what we want to do is really try and make that difference, like create that ripple effect and get people living their best life, really. Yeah, because there's, you know, traditionally everything's been separated, isn't it, in the, in the health and fitness world. It's been, you know, health in one department and, and, and the fitness side, you know, sort of separate in, in another. But, you know, I really, I'm seeing quite a lot of the sort of thing happening where people are joining together, joining their, their skill sets together to make these sort of integrated practices where you can, uh, actually learn from each other and help each other and provide a one-stop shop for people. Is that the sort of thing that you guys are doing? Yeah, I think what we found was that the health and fitness had lost its health. Um, yeah. And I think that's a general trend that we've seen. And um, what we were seeing, we weren't happy with. And, um, you know, look, you know, we've both, we've both gone the, the whole distance with the, from, from the early days of the fitness industry. But... Um, certainly the angle that that's taking is not what we see, uh, I guess, a healthy person being like anymore. So 
um, you know, we, we had to, I guess, for our own um, our own peace of mind and certainly for our, our clients and patients we work with, we needed a different approach. Yeah. So what sort of approach, like you, you work in, in unison together. So because the way I, just for the listeners out there, the way I've gotten to know Dave and Angela is through Neil Wagstaff, who's my business partner with Running Hot Coaching, who, uh, you know, love and admire. He's just fantastic. And he's actually gone and trained under these guys because he thinks so much of you. And I know Neil knows everything already. So, you know, when he says he's going to train somewhere, you know, there must be blooming good. So I thought, well, I have to get you guys on. Uh, and he's been raving since he got back because, um, and it's given you know us a new sort of um, a direction to, to follow within our business. Um, and you know I'm really interested in the in the interplay, you know, with hormonal testing and your food sensitivity testing. Perhaps um, you talk us a little bit through that so people can know why the heck should they bother? You know, what's what's the benefit of doing these types of things online that you can do nowadays with you guys? I guess the biggest thing is is that people are people are complex. Like people are so complex, and we're all individuals. So we really need a personalised approach. And just generic things aren't aren't working anymore. So you know we really have a holistic model that we look at, where we really look in depth at the person and all of the systems involved in that person. And I think what you see is like when someone walks into a gym, we often talk about you know if someone's doing a squat. You can look at that person and go, oh, that squat's looking a bit dodgy. Their knees are going in, their hips are all over the place, their back's bent and, you know, that type of thing. But when someone walks into your centre and they're under adrenal exhaustion or they've got, you know, some severe food sensitivity, you can't actually see that. So all these things are going on in the inside and it's often those things that are going on the inside which are having the greatest impact on a, on a person's results. So in terms of the testing that we offer, it's actually looking at, you know, what is actually going on on the inside. And when you get an insight of hormonal balance, particularly around, you know, we look at um, adrenal profiles and we look at thyroid, we look at lots of different stuff. And when you get an insight of that, you can actually pinpoint a program specific to that person. So you're getting more personalized because we're seeing so many people who are actually suffering. A lot of the trainers we work with are in adrenal exhaustion. So if they're in adrenal exhaustion, then their clients are going to be, you know, so it's kind of that thing where, you know, we need to know what's going on and actually change that approach because otherwise we can be harming our clients if we keep smashing them and oh, not know what's yeah. going on. I, yeah. abs- I absolutely love that approach because, I mean, you know, when you say the trainers are coming in with adrenal exhaustion is, you know, I have to put my hand up, you know, I've got it. I definitely know it and, and Neil has yeah. too. And, you know, uh, what I mean, what is adrenal exhaustion? You know, like you go to the doctor and I remember staying uh, to a doctor last week with some issues that I went for and, and she said, oh, that's a load of rubbish, adrenal exhaustion. It's just a fancy word that's been bandied around <laughs> nowadays. And Dave's laughing there. Why, why are you laughing, Dave? Why, why you know? Why? What are you yeah, saying? We've had quite a few doctors as, as patients as well. Really? So, uh, well, that's but, good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, look, you know, I've worked in musculoskeletal health for 25 years, and 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 certainly, you know, used to frustrate me because I get to a certain point and I couldn't go any further. And the reason I couldn't go any further is because when someone is hormonally disrupted, uh, when their body is breaking down, not healing, anything you do in terms of training, in terms of healing, it's just not going to work. So, um, you know, there's some really sound physiology and science behind this. And, and you know, medicine is normally behind the, 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 uh, what practitioners are doing. And yeah. certainly the changes that we make, you know, we see these every day with what we do. Yeah, I uh, mean, I'm, I'm seeing that too. The, the, yeah. doc, the doctors are often very much behind. In fact, the last couple of episodes have been around this fact that, you know, um, you know, you've got to take responsibility for your own health. And I've had, exactly. uh, I actually had a hormone scholar on last week uh, from America, uh, one of the world's leading hormone scholars who's written 21 books on hormones. You, you probably um, 
No, Angela, uh, Dr. Lindsay Berkson, or you will after this anyway. Uh, and, you know, they, she's the scientists, inventors, doctors, and they're saying this, this is a real problem. And this is not just, you know, like, like my GP said last week, a load of rubbish. Um, and, and I think it's really important for people, you know, we as coaches are often seeing people coming to us, especially in the ultramarathon world where I come from, who are totally smashed and still trying to smash out more. And it's a really hard thing, hard sell, to get them to pull back and do some yoga and do some <laughs> breathing exercises and uh, do some other tests. You know, it's a real, it's a bit of a, a hard sell. But you, so you're getting these tests done and you're showing them the hard proof that, guys, this is what's happening in your body. Yeah, and I think that's with a lot of people, like, you know, you can't run away from the numbers when it's in front of you, like you, you're actually seeing it there. And I think, you know, it's about education when people understand that that imbalance can be having a, a knockover effect on all of the systems and the symptoms that they're experiencing, then they start to wake up a bit. You know, we've got people who are starting menopause a lot earlier because of the stress. We've got men with, you know, the World Health Organization changed the um, sperm count because men are, men's testosterone levels are lower and sperm counts. So, so we're, you know, all of these things are happening and we've got all this diabetes, we've got all of these issues going on. So I think when people understand that if they can restore some of that balance, it's actually going to have that effect. Um, I think wake, they get the wake-up call. They're not actually doing yoga. They're not actually doing nothing. They're actually rebalancing their hormonal system and, you know, they're increasing their DHEA. They're doing all these things. So it's trying to get into that psyche, I suppose, about what that you are doing something. Yeah, and it's a really it's a really hard sell. I mean, I, I was, you know, it took me a long time to get my head around the, the whole thing because, you know, I come from a, a, a background of smash it, smash it, smash it you know and push your head yeah. through the wall and 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 that's all very well and you know I'm paying a, um, a high price personally for doing all that um, and trying to prevent that in in our athletes going forward so that we have healthy strong athletes who can still do these amazing incredible feats of endurance but who are doing it in a calculated fashion that they're still going to be alive at you know 90 and they're still probably ho hopefully going to be running you know and, and and exercising into their late old age so it's a matter of keeping you know all those age-related diseases at bay for as long as possible so if we look at uh, the hormonal testing that you do and the adrenal testing what actually you know what sort of figures are coming back what are the what are they showing what are the sort of you know you, you spoke about DHEA what is that how you know talk us through a little bit the science you know without getting too sciencey <laughs> I guess what we measure different to a doctor is we measure your cortisol profile throughout the day so typically when you go to a doctor you just get a one-off blood measure so we actually do saliva measures throughout the day and you're actually looking at because cortisol should be high in the morning and gently come down throughout the day so we're actually getting specific measures throughout the day so you actually know what is going on so cortisol is your stress hormone and you know you need a certain amount of cortisol in your body because we need a bit of stress in our body a bit of stress is actually good for us cortisol is a natural anti-inflammatory it, it gives us focus it gives us lots of really good things but what happens over time is that if we're constantly like putting ourselves under all of this stress our body gets so exhausted and we're like oh my God, you're wanting me to keep producing all this cortisol. I'm getting a bit tired here. I'm, I'm, I can't produce it anymore. And so what tends to happen is people get these lower cortisol levels where they can't respond to the stress that's around them. So, you know, that's when it begin, becomes really dangerous is that you could be in a really stressful situation, but you, your stress hormone isn't working. Mm. And when that doesn't work, then your DHEA gets really lowered as well, which is your recovery hormone. So, 
And then it's just a cascade effect of so many symptoms and that's what we're seeing. But we're seeing a lot of people with these low levels. Um, people think, oh, only high cortisol is bad. Well, you know, it's actually the low cortisol that's really scary is because that's when your body can't produce it. At least when it's high, even though you don't want to be high, at least you, you, you can You're still producing. Yeah. You're still producing, yeah. So that's when it gets a bit... Um, you know, it gets a bit frightening and we're seeing a lot of those lower numbers. Yeah. Um, don't get me wrong, we still see the high numbers as well. Yeah. But at least when we catch the high ones, we know that we can, You've caught we can them early. about that. Yeah, yeah. it's a, sometimes a, a quicker win than the, the lower end. So yeah. what can you do about it, you know? Uh, what sort of things can you, what measures can you take as a, someone who's listening to this and going, yeah, that's me, I'm stressed the hell out, uh, life's crazy, it's, I'm juggling too many balls and there's no way I can take my foot off the accelerator really, you know, because we are, we're all juggling you know, families, jobs, businesses, you know, trying to stay afloat, you know, the, the whole shebang, whatever it is that's entailed in that. And yeah. you can't just drop the ball and go, well, I'm going to have a stress-free life and go and live on a beach. You know, that'd be marvellous. <laughs> you can, actually. Uh, <laughs> Where'd you go? The like Sunshine Coast? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think... Actually, I might just, um, just chime in there. Is, look, when we first started doing this stuff and, you know, Angela was bringing this approach in, um, you know, we were identifying that, that this was an issue. And we were sending people off to, to other practitioners to deal with the stuff. And they were coming back with $500 a month supplement programs. And this sort of problem is not a lack of supplementation problem. It is a lifestyle issue. So, I mean, trying to fix it, you know, if we want to get to the source of it, that's where we really need to start. And we kind of made a decision right at the start that we would not become a supplement company. Wow. And, and we really want to make a, a change where it, where it counted the most. And so what are, your, what are your strategies? What are some of the strategies that people can put in place? Because, yeah, once again, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of, you know, taking a thousand supplements trying to get on yeah. top of problems. What, what else yeah. can we do? I mean, supplements have a place to a degree, but it's, it's only a Band-Aid approach if you don't get to the cause. I think what a lot of people don't realise is that stress comes from different sources. So, you know, not sleeping or having two coffees a day or overtraining or stress with the kids or the busyness that you have that they're all stresses and the body can't differentiate where the stress is coming from. So what we do is we do a full assessment and look at where people's stresses are coming from and we look to see what opportunity can we find. We're all about finding opportunities, opportunities where we can get the body to heal. So it might just be one thing that you do. Okay, have you got in your schedule, you know, let's look for a five-minute break. Can you get outside for five minutes? Because if you actually just stop for 90 seconds, you can switch from your sympathetic to your parasympathetic state and get out of that stress state. So little breaks like that, people don't realise those 90-second, two-minute breaks throughout a day can actually make a big difference you know or just if you're having two coffees a day cutting to one or if you're struggling with sleep having a sleep strategy so we look at the lifestyle in the picture and you know we're realistic too we know people lead these lives but we're also have seen the smallest things done regularly make a difference and that's what kaizen actually means it's continual improvement the small things over time so you know those little things do make a change so we really analyze a person's lifestyle and when you get the data of the cortisol throughout the day, you can make specific um, recommendations based on exactly what's going on throughout the day. Yeah, so you can actually see at what times they're struggling and, and when they need yeah. to make these changes with. Yeah. And yeah. So, so, it's, so it's an incremental, um, so it's all about tiny little rituals that you can start inputting into your day to improve your overall lifestyle is what I'm hearing yeah. sort of thing. That's, yeah. that's the message. And, um, it's a definition of guys in right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and I love that. I just am absolutely all over 
uh, rituals, you know, just tiny little habits that you can adapt day by day, make little changes because, you know, it's overwhelming for someone if you come in and you try and rip their life apart and you tell them to stop eating sugar completely and they stop eating this and doing that and making this and, and you know, a lot of people just go, oh, can't do it, it's all in the too hard basket. But when you break it down into tiny little, like this month we're going to concentrate on this one or two things, then you can cope with that. You can cope with the change because the change in itself can be a stress, can't it, you know? Oh, I'm a big believer that I see a lot of people too. Sometimes people who try to do too much too soon, like your body has a natural state of balance. And if you try to change that too quickly, your natural homeostasis, that's a massive stress on your system. So, you know, that can actually be <laughs> cause more stress if you try to do too much at once. So, you know, those small things do make a difference. And, you know, when someone starts to get that small win and they, you know, they're sleeping a bit better or they're just that bit clearer, then they make better choices and they have better clarity in their decisions and they start to get that control back. Yeah, because yeah. I think that's what stress does to it. Is it takes away our willpower and our determination and our strength. Um, and, and our ability to be able to make the right decisions when we need it, isn't it? This is the thing, you know, the, the tighter you get, the worse it is, the more you're liable to grab to the chocolate bars and the, you know, all the other things that you shouldn't be doing or the glass of wine at night or the coffee because you're going to make these bad decisions because you're stressed and you want an out, you know, and we need to compensate, you know. We're always in these compensating behaviours, really. Um, we just one, one of the strategies that we often use is, you know, when you're running away from a tiger, when you're sprinting away and there's a person next to you, you don't sit there and say, hi, how's your day going? <laughs> uh, you don't stop and, 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 and look, at the, look at the beautiful flowers as you're running by them. That's not what happens when you're chased by a tiger. No, so absolutely. So we need to get that state if we're going to really make the most of our lives. And, um, you know, that's the approach that, um, that, that, that we advocate. Yeah. So, okay, so, you know, that's your hormonal, your, your cortisol. So do you, you know, are you... Also t- testing your hormones, your other hormones, or just your DHEA and your cortisol, or um, you know, are you looking at your testosterone levels amongst you guys and your your uh, uh, what do you call it uh, progesterone and all that sort yeah. of jazz? Yeah, we typically do. The hubby the, in the background. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> typically, we focus on that one as a start in terms of your hormonal hierarchy because yeah. we know that we can get the biggest wins with that. But yeah, we do look at other panels. So we do full thyroid panels because that's an important hormone for balance. We look at sex hormones. You know, we do a lot of blood chemistry as well. So the difference is when you get your bloods from a doctor and they go, "Yep, everything's fine." Yeah. They're based on medical ranges, right? So. Yeah. There's a big difference between medical and functional. So we actually look at bloods from a functional point of view and give insight based on that. So, you know, we're actually looking for all of these opportunities where we can get some wins to restore that balance. So, you know, we do all of all of that type of testing, but we typically start with the uh, adrenal profiles because we know that we can get – because that has a knockover effect on so many. So we know that that's a, that cleans up a lot of the stuff. And then we go, depending on, you know, what's yeah, going on. What sort of health sort of- yeah, because there's things like, you know, thyroid, um, if you're only getting a, a, a T3 or is it a T3 and a T4 or T, you know, TSH and you're not yeah. getting your reverse T3 and your other, and which cost, you know, um, you're not actually going to get the whole picture. And then, yeah, they are comparing it to sick people. <laughs> and this yeah. is a, I've just had some blood tests done, actually, you know, this week. And, I'm, and the doctor's going, oh, you're fine. And I'm going, well, am I actually, you know, uh, well, this is not so good or that's not so good, you know. And so you need yeah. to send it to people like yourself and go, hey, no, actually, this Send is a sign. Call and I'll have a look at your bloods for you. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I was angling for that. We do health testing for health. Remember, yeah. the, the medical model is all about disease. And normal, normal is Homer Simpson. 
So, I mean, is that really who we want to base our, our model of health on? I love um, it. Yeah, no, not really. You want to be above the normal, don't you? You don't want to be compared yeah. to the 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 eighty five year old diabetic who's living next door. Yeah. So that's what Andrew's saying about that. You know, functional health ranges. We we look at those ranges quite a lot differently to how a doctor would look at them. We look at yeah. them for optimal health, not for lack of disease. There's a very different lens to look through those numbers. Fantastic. So, um, and you also do food sensitivity testing. I've just done that with you guys. I'm waiting for the results. It hasn't probably got to Australia yet, but um, you, what, how does that work? Talk us through that process. Thanks for getting the word in. <laughs> ask a musculoskeletal question next. Um, so with the food sensitivity testing, I guess, you know, there's food allergies. People have food allergies and you can identify a food allergy straight away because you swell up and you, you react to it straight away. But what also happens is there's these delayed reactions that happen in your body. So you can eat a food and have a delayed reaction that causes inflammation and stress. And it happens between three hours and um, three days after you've eaten a food. So you can go through and do all these elimination type diets and trial these things. But unless you actually test to find out which specific foods are causing you that reaction, then you can't identify what's going on. And they're, they're called, it's one of the most hidden stresses on your system because you know you could be eating something three or four times a day and it's all these little um, stress and inflammatory reactions are happening. Now we lead uh, inflamed enough lifestyles as it is and the thing with the food sensitivity is it can be a healthy food. When I first got yeah. tested, the big one that come up off the scale for me high was lettuce. Wow. Now, who, now, would you ever put lettuce in an elimination diet? I never. I mean, I've been gluten-free, dairy-free, all of these things. But, you know, when I cut out lettuce, I was like, oh, my God, two, three weeks after cutting it out, all of a sudden, because I had a couple of knee reconstructions and, you know, my knees would get a bit tight, that type of stuff, I cut that out and my systemic inflammation had been reduced that all of a sudden I could just move so much freer wow. because of that. And, and we see that a lot with clients. Like mm -hmm. the guys that Dave works with from a musculoskeletal point of view, if they've got a lot of inflammation, particularly around their middle and their gut, they can't switch on their abdominals. They can't switch on their back. So they're wow. getting so much back pain and, and they can't get out of it because of that. Mm, wow. Yeah, tell us about that, Dave. So, um, yeah, you, you, we we typically think as the you know muscular and skeletal system as being independent of the of the stress uh, side of our bodies or all these you know. But but I, what I'm seeing too is that inflammation. If you've got people got say to me, I've got arthritis in the shoulder, or I've got arthritis in the knee, uh, and often it's an inflammation reaction. And yes, that part of the body might be weaker but it's actually not the muscle or the bone or the the joint that's an issue it's an inflammation issue yeah look you know just think of all those systems work together they have to i mean if you have a if you have a great musculoskeletal system and you don't have a, a cardiorespiratory system you're dead so i mean same with the hormonal system and your digestive system they all they all link together to create you know great movement and healthy people so if any of those systems break down you'll know about it and, um, you know, certainly there's, there's the old classic where, you know, people understand if you've got pain or weakness in the left arm, you might have a heart issue. Well, you know, if you've got inflamed uh, intestines, like Andrew was saying, or if you've got ovary issues, um, you know, certainly that, that can shut down an abdominal wall and your back muscles and cause all sorts of problems. Wow. And um, you know, if, you, if, you're not, if you're not looking at that stuff, you'll certainly drop the ball um, if you're looking at making people move and, and train and exercise better. 
Wow. So, and, and um, what I've learned this week too, uh, after listening to a hormone squalor, was that um, you can be have your, your your joints and your muscles can be too um, elastic and re- too relaxed, especially women. Um, if their things are out of balance, and that can cause issues if you're lifting weights with, with that sort of an issue going on. Yeah, I mean, you know, often people go on about people being tight and restricted and that being an issue, but, um, you know, if, if you're hypermobile, you've just got a different set of problems coming your way. And I actually find um, we get quite a few people with hypermobility. I'd rather work with people who are tight. They're easy, they're easy to work with. So you just get a different set of problems. That's all you get. You just, yeah. yeah, you've got problems both sides of the fence. Yep. Absolutely. So, they, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, no, sorry. Go, Angela. I was just saying that's why it's so important to look at the individual and the person as a whole. Is that we're mm. so complex. There's so much going on. We really need to start, you know, moving towards personalised health and looking mm. at the person as, yeah, as an individual. Yeah. So yeah. when someone walks into your centre, they get the whole holistic look at them. They don't just get a personal trainer. And okay, you want to do um, a bodybuilding competition, so we'll go off in this direction. <laughs> yeah, it wouldn't be our typical client here. Um, <laughs> we have a range of people from professional athletes, you know, to people who um, come in in Zimmer frames, so and everything in between. So um, you know, humans are humans when it comes down to it. But Andrew's saying there, it's all about that individual approach, and and certainly um, we give people the opportunity to look at all those different systems. Not everyone wants to, um, you know. Uh, and certainly, um, you know, we do have a, an open uh, an open view on, on looking for issues that aren't just about muscles and joints. Yeah, yeah. So how, how do you think, like moving, moving uh, forward into the future, if we look into the future of health and fitness, do you see centres like yours where you can come in and get, well, at least the services are being offered, do you think that we'll be joining with uh, traditional doctors in future and, and maybe, you know, massage therapists, acupuncture specialists, uh, you know, a, a, a real gambit so that the person comes in the door to a health, an integrated health place and gets put into the what they need. Do you see that ever happening? Or are we too separated and too, like, fundamentally different? Look, I think it is happening in some mm-hmm. places. I, I think it definitely will happen. Like you see, you know, there has been a shift. You know, there's been doctors on some of my um, functional health courses and who are involved in my programs now because they're actually making that shift. But I think what's really challenging is that when they're, when they're actually doing their training, they're, doctors are trained to treat sickness and they're trained to just fix a condition that's going on. And that's so important. Don't get me wrong. Like that is so hugely important. But it's just how they're trained. And with big pharmaceutical companies backing all of this stuff, you're up against a big fight, you know. It's, you know, to use a natural, to take a natural food can't be patented and can't make billions of dollars, exactly. whereas, a, whereas a drug can. So I think we are up against something, but I think the more the consumer demands these things and takes care of their, their health, then the more these things will, will be needed and they'll go down that path. But I think it will be challenging, but it's great to see that there is a shift happening, I believe. And, the, and there is, you know, I think in, in shows like this, this podcast, are mm. really educating people about what is out there, how they can think differently, how they can do their own research, they can find people like yourselves who can be remote. You know, you, you know you're know, you in Australia, I'm in New Zealand, I'm going to send tests over to you. You know, you don't actually have to be in the place anymore to get the experts that you really need because of this wonderful internet and the world that we live in. Uh, yes. And I think that is going to change the way traditional medicine is practiced. And I mean, I know that they're being challenged left, right, and centre with you know 
customers like me coming in and they've got 10 printouts from Google, uh, <laughs> you know, what I've learned this week and does that apply to me? And I must drive them insane. But on the other yeah. hand, uh, they up, has, to, has to up the ante really, doesn't it? Yeah. Can't, can't get away with everything. Um, Dave, let's look into your background a little bit. What, where, you know, where have you come from in your background, like your, your educational background and, and um, you know, what you're specialised in? Well, look, I spent far too long, long at university. I was down at Otago University. Good and, place, Otago. Um, yeah, it was great. And, you know, I was a student there and then I did some postgrad work there and I taught down there for a number of years and um, I lectured there and in Wellington for quite a while. And um, going to high-performance sport was really my thing. So um, the high-performance sport in New Zealand, which was um, originally academy of sport, I pretty much spearheaded the central North Island for that. Wow. I was working with everyone from equestrian athletes through to Olympic lifters. So um, that was kind of really my part there. Then I had kids and life had to change. And, um, yeah. Yeah, life but, came at you. <laughs> so you know, certainly, um, you know, I've always enjoyed working with uh, either returning athletes to, to sport um, or with people who have, I guess, complex conditions uh, which require um, a large toolbox. So that's really been my, my passion and, and that's what I do today still, as well as teach our approach to other health professionals as well. Yeah, so you guys are actually, you know, on that note, you, you guys are actually teaching other professionals already. So what are some of the courses that you can do with you guys? So we, uh, we run mentorships. So the easiest place is, you know, if you check out um, kaizenih.com, uh, talks about our mentorships there where we train, um, you know, we have massage therapists, physios, chiropractors, uh, personal trainers who come on to, to learn about our approach. And um, they, we basically teach them how we do what we do. Um, and they get exposed and um, certainly go through all the testing process we do because if you can't experience it, dishing it out is a bit rough. So um, they actually, one of our key things is to build health, uh, actually to, to build the practitioner's health as well. So that can be, the, I guess, the shining light for, for their, their patients and clients as well. So um, we also talk at a number of conferences. Um, we're in um, Thailand in, is it next month? Four weeks. Four weeks. Okay. Yeah. Hell, all right. Um, and then um, I'm I'm heading over to New Zealand in November. There's um, FedEx, which runs in Auckland. I'll be talking at that one. Um, and we talk at a number of other conferences as well um, on 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 what we do. Yeah. Know, so our, and, and bringing people into the fold and, and teaching them these skills so that they can then go out. So any personal trainers that are listening to this podcast or or other health professionals, they can come in and they can take that that skill set back to their people and to their community and instigate that testing process and all of that sort of stuff that we've been talking about. Absolutely. That mm. no, sounds absolutely brilliant. So, you know, um, I wanted to talk to you about a couple of other things. One is your cod liver oil. What's that about and, and why is that good for us? Okay. So cod liver oil was something that probably our grandparents had uh, and, and certainly that kind of Oh, I guess till the 1950s, was a, it was a pretty big supplement. And, and you know, cod liver oil is very high. It's nature's highest source of natural vitamin D. Ah. So if you wanted to kind of pick a, a vitamin which people are deficient on, vitamin D would be an easy pick. And vitamin D is not so much a vitamin. It acts like a hormone. So it affects every system that we have. Um, so everything from your digestion through the nervous system, through the cardiorespiratory, you name it, it has an effect on it. So this... This lack of vitamin D we have because we're on a low-fat diet and it's dangerous to go out in the sun. So, well, so we've been told. Yeah. So, 
if you're not eating your vitamin D or getting sunlight exposure, you're not getting your vitamin D. So you can buy your vitamin, you know, you can get your vitamin D um, capsules if you like or your, or your drops, but the issue is is that in nature, vitamin D is always found with vitamin A. The two go hand in hand, they work synergistically. So I think we're gonna have a lot of problems in the future with all this vitamin D supplementation because that's not the way that nature designed us to have it. Wow, so, okay. Um, the cod liver oil is a, a great way of, of um, getting your, your natural vitamin D. Oh, crikey, because, you know, I've been uh, prescribed really vitamin D, you know, for the hormonal situation that, that I'm uh, in at the moment. So I need to be taking that in a more natural, you know, uh, combined with the vitamin A, was it you said? Yeah, well, it's a it's a, I guess it's a, a less pharmaceutical option and if that suits your your direction by Definitely. all means. I'm not saying that, that vitamin D supplementation you should stop right away and change to something else. Don't take both together because if you do, you, you're going to have a mighty dose of vitamin D on you. Okay. But um, <laughs> yeah. fermented, fermented cod liver oil is a pretty potent source of vitamin D. Okay, wow. Okay, that's, a, that's a, just a really interesting um, aside because yeah, vitamin D is very important, I know, for, for women's hormonal uh, health. It's something that's, you know, that I've recently... Uh, understood as well but I didn't know about cod liver oil so there you go people that's a a tip for the moment Um, now let's talk a little bit about epigenetics what is epigenetics and where is it going Um, and Neil told me I had to ask that question (laughs) Um, look I think it's a very exciting area and it all it's all around the area of personalized health you know like the thing is now there's so much um technology out there that's being now made available to us which is really exciting so whatever genetics is is we're all given our certain genes so we're given our certain genes that we've inherited from our parents so we've we've got those and there's nothing you know we can do with the actual genes that we've got but on each gene there's actually a switching mechanism so there's this switching mechanism that you can actually depending on what you do how you live your life how you think you can actually switch on you know, good genes and switch off bad genes based on the choices that you make. So epigenetics is a combination of our environment and our lifestyle choices because, look, you know what, you mightn't have the best of genes, but if you do certain things, that isn't going to have an impact. You know, it's about 95% of the choices that we make and, you know, more research is coming out now where they're actually able to profile individuals to actually look at your profile, look at your epigenetic profile and do specific things around nutrition, around exercise, around mindset, around social, around all of these whole things that are specifically going to work better for your for your gene set and the environment that you're living in and you know it's a really it's an exciting area it's very fast it's rapidly changing and fast paced but it's something that we've brought on this year and it just gives you that new set of lens to to look through when you're looking at a looking at a client and looking what they need and yeah, it's yeah. really, it's pretty blowing my mind a bit actually lately, but it's really powerful and yeah, it's exciting stuff. So this is, once again, it's all going to that personalised health. I just listened to a podcast this week, funnily enough, um, um, from the founder of My DNA, which is another, um, is a company that's testing uh, for, I think they're, they're using it for medications and for diet at the moment, and they're going to go in a hundred other directions. And I think this area of science is just exploding and they're mm. going to be able to tailor, apparently, in, in you know years to come, they're going to be able to tailor everything to that person's actual DNA. So you'll be able to go to the doctor with this report saying, you know, um, this is 
my DMA, this is what's been recommended for the problem that I've got, say you've got depression or something, uh, this drug will work better than that drug or this food group will work better than that food group. Um, so this is the stuff that you're starting to get into, isn't it? So turning off the wrong genes and turning on the right ones. Or... Yeah, and I think that's the, that's the important thing to note is that, you know, just because you have certain genes, like you might be more prone to specific things. Like I've got certain genes, genes that are pr- um, prone to liver detoxification or prone to congenital, thor- you know, hypothyroidism and all of these things. But, you know, because of my environment and my lifestyle choices, you know, when I do my blood chemistry, they're not expressing in me. So the key is to understand what your profile is, but then make the right choices from an environment and a lifestyle perspective so you, you're not switching on those bad ones and you're dimming them down. And, and that's where epigenetics incorporates that component, not just your static gene set. So, yeah, uh-huh. no, it is, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. so it is, it's really interesting. And, you know, when you get to someone's profile, you know, for some people it might be, you know, movement is the number one priority, but for others it might be, they're social, like for me, social will actually come up really high as a as a priority for me for my health outcomes because the oxytocin from social connections is a real driver in my hormonal profile. And, you know, all of that stuff is like, oh, my God. So I tell people now I just go out and I pop out and I chat to people and that's my training, but, it's, um, <laughs> but it, is actually, um, it is actually an important part of oh, yeah. Yeah. a person's profile, whereas, you know, for someone else, they need time on their own, they need to be away and, and that type of thing. Yeah, so it's, it's it's tailoring once again your lifestyle. Um, there's a book called Sexy Brain by the that doctor that I mentioned earlier, uh, mm. and there it's all about uh, the importance of intimacy for human connection for the release of the right hormones. You know, on a on a chemical level, on a hormonal level, what mm. actually you know giving giving your your husband a hug does for you um, on a hormonal level. Or making love, what that does for you, or, or, or hanging out with your, your girlfriends and, and, and the different hormones that are released when you do this. And we just think of this, oh, I can't, I can't take time out today to go and see a, a mate for coffee or, or whatever because I'm too busy. But really, if you look at it in the whole stress relief, uh, all that sort of side of it, it's really important to do that. And that, that human connection, I mean, this is, again, it's, it's, it's come from evolution. This has come from how we've evolved. And our world today is so artificial. And we've, you know, our genes and our, and our world, if you like, have been, we've been plonked in this modern society that doesn't really fit our genes anymore, does it? <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so true, so true. So, yeah, it's exciting what's ahead, really, with personalised health and, yeah. And then, what, as you said before, we can reach everyone. So, you know, like we can reach, like we coach people in New Zealand and in, in London and all around Australia. It's, you know, you can you can get this, you know, it's, you, you're not isolated. It is available to people with all the technology now. Yeah, I know. I'm going to I'm gonna join up to the program. I've been talking to Neil. I've got to get over there. So Running Hot Coaching is <laughs> going to have to pay my way over or somewhere. <laughs> come, come and do that with you. Hey, look, guys. You know, if, is there any sort of um, quick, you know, um, gems of wisdom that you can, you know, impart to people? The last, you know, some last thoughts around what people can do as far as their health. If they're feeling perhaps stressed out, if they're feeling like maybe their adrenals are toast, or if they're not getting the performance when they're putting in the effort at the gym, Dave. You know, and they're not seeing the results. Uh, you've worked with high end, you know, athletes. Uh, you know what they need and and you know what 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 pressures they are under what sort of advice can you give to them look i'd say you know stay curious about and try and take responsibility for your own health would be one of the things that i'd definitely say and um 
you know, certainly yeah, just take responsibility for it and, and do your homework. Um, you know, don't don't expect someone to be able to solve your problems and tell you five more of this and six more of this. It, it's it's deeper than that. So, you know, be curious, go and do your own research, take responsibility for your own health. Yeah, and if you're not seeing the results, dig a little deeper into the research. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And what about you, Angela? What would be something that you'd want to, you know, share to? Uh, mine's probably a little bit emotional. It's quite personal, but I'm just. My son passed away two years ago and he was 114 years old. And for me, you know, my whole reason behind doing all of this stuff is that, you know, for some people, 104 days is a lifetime. So, you know what, life truly is a gift. And I'm all about people living their most fulfilling life and doing the best that they can to to make the most of it in that time. And, you know, like, why are we worrying over all these little things? You know, there's so much, you know, meaningless stress in our life. And I just really want people to sort of wake up and live their most fulfilling life because we've been given this gift. And, you know, I really want to help inspire people to, to live that um, to live that great life, really. So that's, I guess, you know, the reason behind what gets me up and yeah. gets me up moving with what I do. And I think, you know, if I could help someone do that today, I'd really love that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. And, you know, that, that, that feeling of gratitude, like you're obviously, you know, have that 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 feeling of gratitude for your your child's life that you did have that time together mm. and and you know you know re- resilience and coming back from something like that and it's understanding I've been a bit on a, on a journey and my listeners know it well because I talk all the time about it uh, with my mum who's you know had an aneurysm last year and uh, it, it's shaken my world and it's changed the way I I view things and I'm now much more. Um, aware of you know not not taking things for granted you know when you when you can't even roll over in bed or you know lift your toe or or do all those things but also about not giving up because you know now 18 months later mum's doing everything again you know um and that that journey's taught me gratitude it's 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 gratitude for every single day that I get to spend with her and that this life isn't just about business and growing you know huge bank accounts there's more there's more to it than that you know um, and it's having, a, I think, like, you know, like you, I can see, Angela, you, you want to have an impact in the world. You, you want to make a difference, you know. You guys are doing this because, yeah, you know, you've got to make a living and you've got to make a livelihood. But at the end of the day, you want to make a change in the world too. Would that be right? I often, often try not to say I'd do it for free because that's bad for business. But, yeah, um, you know, definitely. If the currency ended up, to, if we had no currency tomorrow, I'd probably still be doing close to what I'm doing now. <laughs> yeah, because this is your passion, this is your life, Absolutely. and this is your skill set. It's what you love. It's what you love, and you're and you're changing and changing and shaping lives. You know. Um, so hey, thank you guys very much for being on the show. That was Dave and Angela from the Kites Institute. Where can people get hold of you, and how do they, you know, get this testing done, and where do they find you guys? So um, website's easiest way is kaizenih.com. So Kaizen Institute Health, ih.com. Uh, that's probably the best place to look us up. Yep. Uh, Andrew, have you got any other bits you want to send people to? Yeah, that's probably the, um, yeah, like everything's on there really. They contact us there and we can um, help them with what they need and, yeah, tailor something for them if that's what they're after, yeah. Fantastic. Hey, guys, thank you so much for taking time out today of your busy schedules and I wish you well and I hope I get to come over to the Sunshine Coast and do your courses with you. Cool. Great. Great to chat, Lisa. Thank you. Take this opportunity to tell you about my new e-course, The Path of an Athlete, that I just launched recently. This is all about how to develop mental strength, resilience and tenacity, learning how to overcome the barriers to reaching your full potential and stop those limiting beliefs that have held you back. 
whether it be in your personal life, your career, or in your sporting goals, you can control the outcome of your life. For more information, please go to www.lisatamati.co.nz forward slash ecourse. That's it for this episode of Pushing the Limits with your host, Lisa Tamati. Please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe, and share all this goodness with your networks so we can impact more lives with positive insights and inspiring conversations. And check us out online at www.lisatamati.co.nz.